It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up. Hope you guys are having a good week. It is Tuesday, July 3rd. Getting ready for the 4th of July tomorrow. Hope you guys are having a good week as always. By the way, didn't mention this on the last podcast because actually by the time I recorded it, I did not hear about this. But the LeBron James saga, I guess it didn't end up being much of a saga. It wound up being quite quick. He made his decision on Sunday. LeBron James joining the Los Angeles Lakers. How crazy is that? I mean, it wound up being that the Lakers were going to be the favorite because of the cap space that they had. So, you know, I thought he maybe he would go back to Cleveland. But let's, let's be honest, money talks. And, um, I mean, looking at the numbers, four years – $154 million. I mean, that's that's an insane amount of money. And, um, I mean, let's face it, you know, the East is, you, you got to be excited if you're a Boston fan because Boston definitely looks now like the clear-cut favorite in the East. I mean, certainly the Sixers are going to be up there as well. And then how crazy would it be? Now, granted, I'm recording this on Sunday, literally like right after uh, the LeBron news broke. But how crazy would it be if they also get somebody like Kawhi Leonard from the Spurs? I mean, that would be just ridiculous. So we'll see. But nonetheless, for you basketball fans out there, um, you know, cu- curious what you think, you know, you know, it's not like I've been really, it's not like I've been, I'd ever been like too attached to LeBron. So, you know, but I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to be seeing a lot of LeBron jerseys being burned or have been burned by the time this episode goes up already. So we'll see, you know, I'm already, you know, as I'm recording this, I'm looking at my timeline and. Obviously, a lot of people are already starting to starting to pencil in the Celtics against the Lakers in the NBA Finals, which would uh, certainly bring back the old days. But you know, the Warriors are still sitting there, so it could it's going to make for quite a quite a fun West, though, with the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Warriors. Or, yeah, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Warriors. It almost feels like that, though. The, the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Lakers. You know, it's, it's not going to be a two-horse race now. It looks like it could be a three-horse race. Uh, so we'll see how the rest of the dominoes fall from there. Back to football, though, and back to our divisional previews. As we are rolling along, getting closer to the NFL season. Almost done with these divisional wrap-ups as well, and we only or these divisional previews actually only have 
two more left, including the division we're going to talk about today, and that is the AFC West, which obviously has a lot, certainly a lot of storylines. We'll start and, and you know, before we start, uh, the main one of the main storylines is the start of new quarterback eras in essentially half the division, two of the teams. We'll start with Kansas City as they begin life with Patrick Mahomes after they traded Alex Smith to the Washington Redskins. So we know that, of course, that Patrick Mahomes got a chance to start in Week 17 when the when the Chiefs were already locked into their playoff position. They couldn't move up or down. They were locked into the number four seed. So they gave Alex Smith a rest, and it gave them a chance to see what they had in Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes performed pretty well against the Broncos. And, you know, we, we knew at some point that Mahomes was going to be the guy. Remember, they traded a future first-round pick, which, of course, you know, the first-round pick from this year's draft, traded that to move up in 2017, 17 spots from 27 to 10 to get Mahomes. So we knew it was only a matter of time before Mahomes was going to be the guy. Now's his shot. And obviously there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road when it comes to Patrick Mahomes because he is he is essentially a rookie. But at least he's had the time to be able to sit and develop. And now he'll have the entire offseason to work with the team as the starter. And, you know, it's not like he doesn't have a shortage of weapons, though, to throw to. We know Tyreek Hill came on last year. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a fantastic rookie season, actually led the league in rushing last season. And then, of course, they went out in free agency and got Sammy Watkins after the Rams decided to franchise LaMarcus Joyner and not Sammy Watkins. So the Chiefs went out and gave him $16 million per to be one of the new favorite targets of Mahomes. And we, we know in an Andy Reid offense... You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of throwing, obviously. You know, we saw how well Alex Smith did in this offense. Certainly Patrick Mahomes has that potential. So, really, pretty exciting to kind of see what's going what's gonna to happen here. You know, again, it all depends on kind of the... The bumps in the road that the Chiefs have, and who, uh, how they handle them. Also, of course, they do have a new offense coordinator in Eric Benimi after Matt Nagy left to become head coach of the Chicago Bears. But I believe Benini was just. was simply promoted. I'm double checking quick. I'm pretty sure he had been with the Chiefs 
organization. Let me just double checking right now. Yeah, he spent the last five seasons as the running backs coach for, uh, for the Chiefs. So certainly he was responsible for the great season that Kareem Hunt had. Then, of course, you go over the defense. And that also was where the Chiefs focused on free agency as they went as another of their big free agent signings was Anthony Hitchens, formerly of the Dallas Cowboys, to come in and help man the man the middle of the defense, along with Reggie Ragland. Of course, you still have Justin Houston and D. Ford there at ends, and then Chris Jones, Xavier Bailey, or Xavier Williams and Alan Bailey up front. Uh, also drafted Derek Noddy, who I really like as a run defender. I, th I thought that was a, a solid pick, especially for a team that didn't have a first-round pick, spent their second-round pick on Breland Speaks, the linebacker, you know, the edge player out of Ole Miss. They did. Number two, they also brought in Kendall Fuller in the Alex Smith trade. And Fuller was a nice up-and-coming cornerback. Played well for the Redskins, so that was a, a bit of a loss that the, the Redskins had to had to take to get Alex Smith. You know, no more Marcus Peters, traded, of course, to the Rams, though he became kind of a head case that the Chiefs didn't really want to deal with anyway. So you've got Kendall Fuller, you've got Steven Nelson, Keith Reeser, and a couple other guys there. Uh, also... Drafted Armani Watts, the safety out of Texas A&M. Traymond Smith, the corner in the sixth round. So there's there's intrigue with this team. You know, it's, it's all, it almost sounds like a broken record, but it all comes down to the play of the young cornerback or young quarterback. Uh, we talked about it last. We talked about it with the Texans, with Deshaun Watson. Again, it really comes down to Patrick Mahomes and the struggles that he's inevitably, inevitably going to deal with and how he kind of overcomes them. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The other team in the AFC West that's dealing with a new quarterback is the Denver Broncos. As Case Keenum is now the man in charge after they went and signed him in free agency. Of course, they also traded Trevor Simeon now to the Miami Dolphins. But Case Keenum, two years, $36 million at least kind of a stopgap option at this time, you know, so it kind of allowed Denver to 
start to build the team a little more, likely they're going to draft a young quarterback, you know, maybe in a couple years. Maybe they still have hope for Paxton Lynch. Um, they also have Chad Kelly still hanging around. But it's really hard to say, especially with Paxton Lynch, what uh, what's potentially going to happen there. But for the time being, it is Case Keenum, and he does still have Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders there, though I believe both are entering contract years. So this very well could be the last year for one, if not both, of those receivers in Denver, especially since both are on the wrong side of 30. So they may start to, where it's, you know, especially, I was going to say, start to get younger. They did kind of already start that process anyway because they did select two receivers in the first four rounds of this year's draft. They took Cortland Sutton in the second round out of SMU, and then they took one of my favorites, my boy, Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State in the fourth round. You look at the offensive line, Garrett Bowles, uh, before injury, was looking like a, a excellent left tackle there. Had a had a really strong rookie season. You know, again, despite the despite kind of the injuries and that that he dealt with, also got also brought in Ronald Leary. Former Cowboys guard, still have him in check, and then Matt Paredes at center. So pretty solid at the on the left side of the line, and then Connor, the yeah, former fifth round pick Connor McGovern, also drafted Sam Jones out of Arizona State, and then Jared Veld here they acquired via trade from the Arizona Cardinals, and then you look at the running backs. No more C.J. Anderson. He, of course, is with the Panthers now as I think they're ready to unleash Devontae Booker. Also have rookie Royce Freeman out of Oregon, who they took in the third round. So I think that's going to be a pretty pretty strong duo there. So, yeah, you know, Case Keaton definitely surprised a lot of people with the way he carried the Vikings or or helped lead the Vikings to the NFC Championship last year. He comes he comes into Denver, but he he's got he's got weapons around him. So there's not really going to be a lot of pressure on Case Keenum to perform well. And then you go over to the defense of the Denver Broncos, and obviously one of the exciting parts of this defense coming up this year is going to be the pass rushing. Obviously, Von Miller's been dominating for years and was just ranked among the top 10 in the players list. But now you bring in Bradley Chubb, who, you know, a lot of us thought could potentially have been the pick at number four in the draft for the Cleveland Browns. But of course, they went Denzel Ward. So let Chubb fall to the Broncos. I mean, it was hard for them to pass that up. To be able to pair Von Miller with Bradley Chubb now, or I should say pair Bradley Chubb with Von Miller. You know, we know how dominant Chubb was in college and really was the clear-cut top 
edge rusher in this class. Now he goes into a situation where he's obviously not going to get all of the attention by offensive lines because you've got to you've got to obviously deal with Vaughn Miller. So someone likely is going to get through. You know, so it's going to really make really make things difficult for opposing offensive lines in terms of how to game plan game plan against against these two guys. And you know them I'm sure they still have some hopes as well for someone like Shane Ray, who's had a bit of an up and down career so far for the Broncos. So that's, that's gonna be one of the things I think to watch with with Denver, not just the addition of Chubb, but kind of how Shane Ray kind of fits into things as well. They also drafted Josie Jewell, the linebacker out of Iowa, and, and Jewell was kind of one of those intriguing players. Not really a lot of, you know, there, there was some buzz about him. You know, maybe not a a high end guy, but someone that was that was very productive in college and can come in. You know, he'll pr- probably be, you know, because you've got Brandon Marshall at one linebacker spot. Maybe he battles with Todd Davis and Zaire Anderson, or at least those are guys listed among the inside linebackers. Compete with them for the other inside linebacker spot opposite Brandon Marshall. And, of course, secondary can have a little bit of a different look. You know, no more... Aqib Tlaib after trading him to the Rams, but still of Chris Harris, still of Bradley Roby, still of Darian Stewart there in the in the safety group. Also traded for Sua Cravens from the Washington Redskins, and then they spent a third round pick on on Isaac Yadam. I think that's how you say his name out of Boston College. And then Derek Wolf still one of the better defensive linemen here. And then you have Damata Pico in the in there as well. So also I see they have Kyle Pico. I'm guessing there's some kind of relationship there between those two. So that's pretty interesting. But um, you know, so th- this is this is an intriguing team. I I think to watch in 2018 not necessarily in terms of you know whether or not they they make the playoffs it's just kind of the whole the whole case keenum thing and even down the line like you know looking past 2018 what uh what the future holds as far as the quarterback position is the quarterback of the future on this roster right now is it one of paxton lynch or chad kelly or are they going to have to spend a first, you know, maybe spend a first round pick, especially if they're high enough uh, in the coming years? Yeah, and we'll kind of touch real quick on that subject. There seems to be not really a lot of buzz in terms of the 2019 quarterback class. Now, I'm not saying. The Broncos are going to be a bad team. You know, they they may not be in position if Keenum plays well enough. 
this team probably won't be in a, a high position in terms of the draft next year. But even with that being said, the early buzz is that this quarterback class coming out for next year doesn't look as strong as it was this year. You know, you're most likely not going to see five quarterbacks go in the first round. You know, two of the guys that seem to be getting the most buzz, at least just in terms of how much they're being talked about on Twitter and things like that, probably look to be Drew Locke of Missouri and Justin Herbert of Oregon. And maybe you can add Will Greer to that list out of West Virginia. So it's almost like, because I, I think I found a tweet somewhere too, or quote, someone said something along the lines of, Hopefully you got your guy this year in terms of drafting quarterbacks because it doesn't look like next year or even the year after. Because I think it was, I think I saw a tweet from Eric Galco of Optimum Scouting saying that they have only three quarterbacks with first round grades over the next two years. Like we're not just talking 2019, but we're talking. 2020 as well I think Herbert was on that list I forget the I think Michigan State's quarterback was on there as well but I forget offhand who those quarterbacks were so it, it definitely sets up an interesting scenario where the Broncos could potentially go in the next couple years at the quarterback position but you know, it, overall, at least for this season, you know they they did improve a quarterback, but this is a this is a tough division, and I I I am just not sure if Case Keenum's going to be able to kind of, and, and I could be wrong. You know, maybe he does. You know, the, the question is, can he carry that magic that he had? in Minnesota last year, can he bring it over to Denver and kind of rise the Broncos a little bit? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Los Angeles Chargers were another team that was just decimated by injuries in 2017. And that's what led to them having such a... Well, they started off slow, but picked it up second half of the season. You know, kind of were in the playoff hunt for a little bit before eventually fading at the end of the season. But I really am intrigued with the talent on this roster. Obviously, it starts again with the quarterback position. Phillip Rivers obviously getting up there in age, but still playing at a productive level. 
and we know of all the of all the weapons that the Chargers have. Obviously, it starts with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and of course Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Now they did, of course, suffer a big loss with Hunter Henry tearing his ACL. There was a lot of expectations, a lot of potential out of Hunter Henry, especially with them not bringing back Antonio Gates. Now with Hunter Henry out, could Antonio Gates come back? Could, because, you know, we've seen the connection between Rivers and Gates has, has been long, long strong, you know, even going into last year. And this is a team that can can really compete in this division. Um, I don't know necessarily about competing for a Super Bowl, but I think they're definitely talented enough to to make a run. And probably right now would be my pick to win this division because I I've. I just really like what I see with this roster, um, especially with the offensive line. Hopefully, going to start to gel together again. You know, you get a bunch of guys back from injury. Guys like uh, Dan Feeney and Forrest Lamb. They also signed Mike Pouncey in free agency. Of course, Russell Okung. They still have it left tackle. So, I like what they have on offense, and then. You definitely have to like what they have on defense as well. Of course, it starts with Joey Bosa up front, who had a, a tremendous second season. And then that front line just looks really good. Brandon Nebane, uh, Melvin Ingram. You know, Cor- Corey Legion has kind of slipped a little bit. In fact, I, be- I believe he's suspended for the first four games if I remember correctly. Yeah, Corey Legit was suspended the first four games of this season, so you're probably looking at maybe someone like uh, Damian Square or Darius Phylon. Who knows, maybe rookie Justin Jones out of NC State gets a shot there. So, you know, so we'll see what the Chargers do in place of Legit for those first couple of games. Then you got Denzel Perryman, who's been playing well at backer. And they also drafted Uchenna Duosu in the second round. But probably one of my favorite picks in the first round of the draft was the Chargers getting Derwin James at 17th overall. I still don't know how he was able to fall so far. But definitely a, a great pick there for the Chargers. They really hadn't had a dominant safety since uh, since Eric Weddle. Now granted, uh, Trey Boston played pretty well. It's, it's a little surprising that he is still a free agent and Jaleel Day wasn't too bad as well. But right now it's looking like, or at least who's listed, Derwin James and Adrian Phillips are the starting safeties. Also, also drafted Kazir White out of 
West Virginia. Another player that uh, was a little intrigued by in this class. So, and then corners, an excellent, excellent combo of Casey Hayward and Jason Verrett. Uh, Desmond King didn't play too bad either as a rookie. So, th this is a talented group. You just have to hope that injuries. You know, hopefully the Hunter Henry injury isn't this isn't kind of a oh here we go again type deal for the Chargers. You know that hopefully these injuries don't start to pile on like they did last year. So hopefully the Chargers can overcome that and really kind of live up to to their potential and really try to make one more run for Philip Rivers. And then you go to the Oakland Raiders, who certainly were a big disappointment in 2017, winning just six games after going 12-4 and four in 2016 and making the playoffs. And the big story here, of course, is new head coach John Gruden and his $100 million contract over 10 years will he last all 10 years probably not he may not even last a couple years what's interesting about the way the Raiders have have approached this offseason too is all the old veterans that they signed in free agency um, you know just looking at the list of, of free agents here a lot of them are you know, a couple of them are in their late 20s, but a good bit of them are in their 30s as well. Uh, boy, hard to believe Jordy Nelson's 33 already. But he was one of the big the big pickups for the Raiders after he was cut by the Packers. Uh, they did also sign Tahir Whitehead, former Detroit Lions linebacker. Uh, Resigned 30-year-old tight end Lee Smith. Also tight end Derek Carrier, former Formerly the Rams at 27, Rashawn Melvin of the Colts signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, Andrew DePaula, four-year deal as a long snapper. Hey, you can't forget those long snappers. 29-year-old um, Marcus Gilchrist and 32-year-old Bruno Giacomini, both formerly the Texans. Gilchrist is 29, Giacomini is 32. You know they. They definitely signed a lot of older players. That kind of seem, I guess that kind of seems to be John Gruden's forte. He certainly loves those uh, Gruden grinders. And then the team itself, you know, Donald Penn, certainly up there in age. I believe he'll be 35 at the start of the season. So had to try to get a little younger there, and that's what they did with their first round pick. And um, you know, not exactly the most overwhelming first-round pick with uh, Colton Miller. You know, Miller's kind of a project, but he most likely is going to step in and start right away. Uh, looks like it'll probably be between him and Vidal Alexander, former seventh-round pick, and Giacomini could be in the mix too, but wouldn't be surprising to see Colton Miller get the starting nod at right tackle. 
But you do got like the interior line here. Kalechi Osameli, uh, Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson, of course, is a mauler there at right guard. And has been since his days at Mississippi State. You know, you still have Marshawn Lynch. He also went and signed Doug Martin in free agency after he was cut by the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And who knows, maybe uh, maybe Doug Martin kind of finds the, the fountain of youth, as it were, with the Raiders amongst all these old guys. Defensively, you know, Mario Edwards and Khalil Mack starts there. Obviously, it starts with Khalil Mack, and you know Mario Edwards has had his moments. The interesting, you also look too at the drafting of Arden Key. Now we know Arden Key had a lot of talent coming out of LSU, but he was there's just so many questions which is what led to him being drafted so low. I mean, you know, third round, but still, he if he was able to put it all together, he's definitely first-round talent. He ends up going in the third. So how does he kind of fit into this rotation here? How does he fit into the mix? And then Maurice Hurst, you know, it was really tough to see him fall and fall. Obviously, he had the heart condition that really steered teams away. But if he can stay healthy, if he can put it together, he's uh, he, he can be very good. The, the surprise here was them taking P.J. Hall out of Sam Houston State in round two. Other people felt he was more like a round four, uh, day three type pick, and they took him in round two. So, curious to see how that works out. You know, again, you, you brought in Tahir Whitehead, he'll probably man... He'll likely man in the middle of that defense with Bruce Irvin and Emmanuel Lemur flanking him. And then in the secondary, Gary and Conley. And at one end, he did sign Leon Hall. Kind of another one of those ageless wonders. 33 years old, formerly of the Niners. You know, of course, spent all those years in Cincinnati as well. He's in the mix now as well. You've also got Sharice Wright, formerly of the Bills. Also drafted Nick Nelson in the fourth round. And again, Rashawn Melvin, the free agent pick. And then secondaries, or, or safeties rather, you have Carl Joseph and Reggie Nelson up there. Also, Obi Melanofonwu. Again, Marcus Gilchrist, the free agent signing. So, not in... Obviously, there's there's some talent there, but overall, this roster doesn't really, you know, it's because I, I go I go back to the offense and I look at I, I think the key here too on offense is Amari Cooper and can he kind of overcome a lot of the the drops and those kind of problems that he had last season. He also traded for Martavis Bryant, so I, I don't know. John Gruden obviously has that old school mentality to him. Can he 
you know, yeah, he's been caught, he, he's obviously been following the game with Monday Night Football, but can he adapt his style of coaching to a guy like Derek Carr and some of these younger guys? And like I said earlier, this is a tough division. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Raiders finish last, but I think these four teams can definitely get after one another. But in the end, I will, like I said earlier, I, I right now will pick the Chargers to win this division. So that's your AFC West preview, which leaves us with just one division. And it's the division you all care about the most because it's the one the Panthers are in. Like I said, I saved that one for last. We'll wrap it up with the NFC South next time. So until then, Bill Rossetti saying thank you so much for listening and sticking with me. You've been listening to Locked On Panthers podcast. And until next time, we will see you right here on LOP. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.